0: what's up competitor nation welcome back to the compete everyday podcast and today we welcome the man behind the instagram account make Wides great again to talk about memes humor and the importance of community welcome back competitors hey what's happening how's your week going are you competing every day are you showing up and doing your best You know, the phrase that keeps coming back time and time again for me right now is control your controllables, control your controllables, because depending on where you live, the world is opening up, but staying closed. There's all sorts of information circulating things outside of your control that are happening on a daily basis. And it's so easy to get lost. It's so easy to get overwhelmed with information and disinformation. It's so easy to be stuck in neutral by all the things you can't do. It's so easy to spend all your time scrolling social media, listening to other people, sitting around waiting for things to quote, go back to normal instead of doing the work, instead of controlling your controllables, your attitude, your effort, your actions, and where you intentionally choose to focus every day. It doesn't matter what goes on in the world. You still control those four things every day. What attitude you show up with, what effort you're deciding to give, what actions will you take today to move towards your goals? And most importantly, where are you choosing to focus? Where are you choosing to focus every day? Are you focusing on distractions or are you focusing on things that fill you up? Opportunities to grow and get better. So control your controllables this week. This current year is an exercise in building mental toughness building your resilience muscle, and learning to control your controllables. So use this opportunity this week to better control those four controllables. Do not give that power to someone else. You own it 100% of the time. You make sure that you give your best effort. You show up with that positive attitude. You take action every single day. And you focus on moving the needle every day in your life. You focus on the things that add value to you. That's my encouragement to you this week. As you heard from the intro, today I'm excited to welcome John Wooley to the show. John is the man and the, the creator behind Make Wads Great Again. If you are into CrossFit, if you've ever spent time in the CrossFit community, I hope you follow John's account because it's one of the funniest. As someone who CrossFitted for about seven years actively, competitively for two to three I still love following John's account because I laugh at the things I remember. The memories, the relationships, the things that I did in the CrossFit gym. And so I want to encourage you to check it out. But today's conversation, it's not just about humor. It's not just about memes. It's about the importance of community. It's about the importance of understanding that every single one of us have a voice. We may not have an Instagram account of 285,000 people like John, But maybe we have 200 people that follow us. And it's important during times to be that voice, to use that voice, to speak out about things that are important to you, to do the research, to understand things, to better understand not only the situations in the world, but what's going on in your house. Sharing how you've overcome certain challenges, using your challenges, your story, your experience to help someone else going through the same thing. So that's one of the reasons John started the whole account, is he started his own fitness journey getting into that CrossFit gym, and so as he just used humor throughout his growth and his getting into shape, he found that other people loved it, and what John found is he built an amazing community, and as the time we recorded this, he was using his community, his platform, his voice to speak up about important issues that mattered to him, and so I hope today you get not only a laugh or two out of the conversation, but you get challenged To don't worry about how big your platform is, how big your audience, how many people follow you, but instead start focusing on how effective are you at influencing that following. How important is it for you to invest in those people following, to help them by teaching them what you've learned, showing them how you've overcome certain things, encouraging them along their path. See, it's not about how many people follow you. It's about how you invest in those that already follow you. That's what leadership is about, and I hope that's what you walk away with from today's conversation with John Wooley of Make Wads Great Again. Before we dive into the show, hey, do me a favor. If you could help us out so incredibly much by just sharing this episode, share this episode that someone that you know that loves CrossFit, they will enjoy the conversation with John. Share this podcast with someone who's looking to advance their career. Maybe build their mindset. They're tired of having a negative attitude all the time. They're tired of falling short in all of their goals and pursuits, and they're just looking for that 1%, 2% flip that can help them overcome that obstacle. This is the podcast. Competitors, we are the community for them. My whole goal is to help you build that mindset so you start leading more effectively in your office, in your gym, and in your home. So that you can start achieving more in each and every one of those areas. You can start achieving and reaching the goals you set out for for your life. So all I ask this week is to share this episode with one person. Post it on social media, email it to a friend, send them a text, but introduce them to the Compete Everyday Podcast. And now, let's get into the show. Let's talk humor, memes, building a community, and the importance of using your voice with John Wooley. (music) John, welcome to the Compete Every Day podcast.
1: Hey, thanks. Appreciate it.
0: So a lot of our listeners and fans have probably seen your work and have no idea anything about the guy behind the work. And so before we dive into what that work is, I know you've kind of got your hands in a few places because you, you still have a full-time job, even though uh, you've, you're building this massive online audience and following. And so give us a, a brief snapshot, John, of who you are, uh, and then I just, I want to hear about where creativity comes from for you, where you're inspired by.
1: Oh man, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just some old guy in Ohio, man. I, uh, I have a real job, real life. I work for a bank. I'm an executive banker, actually. I, I manage um, 17 retail locations here on the east side of Cleveland, uh, a bunch of employees. It's a lot of money under management. So it's, it's like a real life. And then on the side, I have this... Uh, meme page, which seems really weird to even say out loud, if I'm being honest, uh, and a podcast that goes with it. Uh, and I've been doing that for a couple of years now. It just kind of exploded on me. Um, a little shocking, if I'm being honest. You know, I, I started it as a joke just to make fun of my coaches. I mean, it was literally the reason I started it. It was like, all right, I just want to troll my coaches and make fun of them. And you know, it went from having 300 followers to 10,000 followers and I don't know, maybe 30 days. And then it literally never slowed down. And uh, it hasn't slowed down. And it evolved from you know, just picking up followers on Instagram to uh, a podcast that has now really taken off on me and, and now kind of dabbling into YouTube. So I don't know, man, it's been it's kind of been a crazy 18 to 20 months at this point.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, and I'm interested because of Your personality, the people that can create memes, I'm always fascinated by the things you can think of. And when you see the image, knowing which captions to put with, and especially when you consider what you just shared of banking, you're in banking numbers. You don't think of that as a very creative field. Creating memes is all about humor and creating funny content. So I'm curious, kind of, have you always been, I would say, a jokester creative guy, uh, throughout your life and memes kind of create created a new outlet for you or what really when you were like i'm gonna make fun of my coaches this seems like the best route to go
1: yeah all the above i mean so i'm a musician uh i've studied music in college i've played guitar since i was 12 um you know i wanted to be a singer songwriter when i was young and didn't have any idea how little money those guys make <laughs> and uh And and so, yeah, I've always had a creative streak. I come from a very funny family. um, So I think all that helps. um, And they all have a kind of a real irreverent sense of humor, you know, and I've always believed and I still believe that the funniest humor is absurdity. Like if you take, you figure out your joke, whatever it may be, and you take it to its most absurd point, you can almost talk about anything like, and now I, I censored the page. Don't get me wrong. Like there's some topics I won't go near and that I don't, I don't, touch but you can get really really close to that line if you get absurd because then people are like well it's clearly a joke because it's so absurd right and my mind just works it, and I, my mind is always worked that way and so when I kind of stumbled into the meme page you know it was almost like the perfect marriage like I'm like okay I can make really dumb jokes here and you know say whatever I want and I can make fun of the people I really respect and love you know in the community that I'm a part of and And, uh, and truthfully it was, it has become kind of an outlet for me in the fact that like I've CrossFitted for so long and I have seen anything that could possibly happen in the CrossFit community at this point. Uh, and to be able to convey that to others and have people go, Oh yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, really, you know, just kind of became like kind of a a fun daily joy for me. And so I think, and so that is probably what sparks the creativity more than anything else is just you know, bringing some light and joy to others every day. And it just, it, it kind of gets me fired up to do it. And I don't know, I just think dumb stuff. So that helps, you know?
0: <laughs> so, well, okay. So before I, I ask you a little more on the page, curious where some of your, I guess, uh, comedy humor influences come from like what, what's your favorite comedy movie or stand up comedian you enjoy watching or anything in that vein that, that you get at least a lot of joy out of yourself.
1: Oh, Dave Chappelle without a shadow of a doubt is probably my comedy idol. And you know, he fits right into what I'm describing. Like if you watch his, his latest specials on Netflix, he says some of the most horrible stuff. Like I was watching with my daughters the other night and he was saying some of the most horrible things I've ever heard, but you could tell he's clearly joking. You know, like it's just that even the tone of his voice, you could tell he's being absurd. And I think that guy's just, he's absolutely brilliant in every way. Um, Kevin Hart is pretty funny these days. Um, And then there's, you know, other people that aren't really comedians, but I just find funny and engaging, like, you know, Joe Rogan, you know, has that, you know, his monster podcast, but just like listening to him talk, he's, he's smart, he's engaging, he's funny, like he kind of, he kind of gets it, you know, so. Have you, uh,
0: have you heard, so Joe and and Kevin have done a couple of interviews, I know the most recent one, I don't know if you've caught where they were talking about Kevin's audio book, The Decision. Uh, But he talks, they talk about Chappelle. And so if you go to the last 10 minutes or so, they're, they're discussing why, what makes Chappelle, in their opinion, the greatest of all time. And it's
1: it's fascinating
0: to hear guys that are that high up in their craft, talk about someone else as there's no question, he is the best and how he handled it. And then his year away of, of literally not only going to Africa, but when he came back, just going into Seattle and grabbing a mic standing up in a park doing comedy like they're they're like Chappelle's the only one that can do that so if he is someone that that you love I highly recommend you catch the tail end of that Joe Rogan Kevin Hart from May uh, and them talking about Chappelle and sharing stories on Chappelle it's it's just fascinating how he approaches the work Uh, and how hard he works on it and and obviously Kevin talks about a lot of his work behind the scenes so one of the things that makes I think your meme page a little different than a lot of the other ones that are online is you mix in actually valuable content like it's there's funny stuff but you have your podcast on there and your podcast actually talks about important things you share articles especially kind of during the COVID quarantine You weren't shy to kind of share some of your thoughts and opinions about um, the reopening and is CrossFit essential and part of healthcare, as well as just other valuable videos and content that some meme pages, the only outside content you see outside of memes are here's my sponsored post, go follow so-and-so's page. Why, I guess, and it goes back to making people happy, but what makes you mix in things that aren't just memes? that add value to your followers because you not a lot of people carry that thought of, Oh, I'm actually, how can I add value to the people that follow me? How can I give them more than just a good laugh?
1: Yeah. There are a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, I, you know, I've always viewed the page as my page, not just a meme page. And And it it probably first hit me, I I want to say it was at the MAC, which was over a year ago. So I went to the Mid-Atlantic Classic. Uh, They gave me a press pass, and I was out there covering it. And the page wasn't really that big yet. Like, I wasn't even at 100,000 followers yet. But I I walked in the door, and um, they made me come through the back where the athletes come through. Because for whatever reason, with this pass, it wouldn't let you in. It was real annoying. But So I come in where the athletes are, and I... and. step out onto the floor with the crowd and my feet had no sooner hit the floor when I hear some girl go oh my god there he is and like next thing I know I'm in a bear hug you know like some girl's hugging me and I'm like who the hell are you and she's just a fan of the page you know well I bet I took without exaggeration I probably took a hundred photos that we get with people that were just fans of the page and and one of the athletes Marquand Jones I don't know if you know Marquand but he's like a really amazing dude and he, he, he kind of saw it happen all weekend. And he said to me, it's like, how many pictures you take, man? And I'm like, I don't know, like hundred. How about you? And he's like, not that many. And so it occurred to me, you know, like the reach of the page was getting more and more and more. And almost all these people, when they would see me, they go, Oh, there's the meme guy. Well, I don't want to be known as that. Like, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to be the meme guy. I'm John, you know, like, and if I'm going to have a voice, I'm going to use it, you know, and, and I'm like anybody else. I have an opinion on things and, so I, so I kind of immediately recognized the page was bigger. So I started weaving in some of those personal stories. I've got posts about my dad who's 75 and CrossFit's on there. I, you know, this COVID thing has been kind of easy. I'm kind of, you know, these this week have started tiptoeing into this George Floyd uh, piece. Cause you know, I think there are our community is much bigger than just a bunch of people that work out. It's diverse. You know, we come from all race, religion, you know, creed, national origin, whatever. Um, and you know, we need to, we need to address those things. You know I mean? Like if you just looked at the community as a whole and, and look at how it's broken up, you know, you've got the uh, LGBT group Outwide, which does amazing work. You've got faith RX, which is a faith based group. It does amazing work. You've got the adaptive group, you know, wheel and the adaptive training Academy. And like I could start listing these off to you, you know, and you go, okay, well those are all CrossFit groups, but they're not, it's America. It's the world really, you know, but you know, I just like look around my local neighborhood and go, I see people in wheelchairs. I see African-Americans I see gays and lesbians. I see whatever it's, it's the same everywhere. And so I I try to treat the page that way that I'm not just addressing CrossFitters. Like I'm, you know, we're a community of people that should be coming together and laughing and, and enjoying each other and realizing that our differences are far smaller than the things that we have similar. And if I can be a part of propagating that and pushing it together and helping people see that, you know, wow, like, a, you know, I, maybe I don't, as an example, support gay marriage, but I really like that person. I've accomplished something, you know? And so that's what I wanted to do was, you know, start to, to help people see that, you know, you don't have to fight all the time. We can just have some fun and laugh and, and truthfully, like I stir up some fights too. I'd be lying if I said I didn't <laughs> like, you know, that. You know, part of running a page like this is you have to piss off 10% of your audience. I mean, nope. it's just, you know, and humor subjective, so that doesn't help. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just, it kind of is what it is. And so, yeah, that's why.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, and and you bring up a really good point in the terms of a lot of times in the, in the world, we look at a lot of issues and we group people based on issues without knowing individuals. And I think CrossFit and CrossFit community specific brings all of those different people and viewpoints and, you know, brings them into one area where you you don't even think about it. You're just like, you're the guy or the girl next to me sweating to death while we're trying to finish this workout. And I'm going to high five you and I want to get to know you. And I like you because, man, we're here, we're box mates and which creates opportunities for dialogue which creates opportunities for building relationships and so I just that's one thing I'm always fascinated by from a fitness community especially in the the smaller boxes is we are you know you look at CrossFit across the board and you've got people from every different area of life Uh, you've got people that make a million dollars a year struggling trying to finish Fran right next to somebody that's getting by on an hourly pay bartending on the side kind of thing and everybody's just there together encouraging each other. And and obviously, we know that we need some more of that out in the world today. Uh, so one, I just commend you on that because I appreciate it. and And two, the funny things that you do piss people off with are quite hilarious because all of us are either – a guilty of it uh so people are a little triggered or they are oh i know that guy at the gym i know that person at the gym john you have a a very unique uh fitness journey as well this whole thing started you got into crossfit in general because of a need to get back in shape tell us a little bit kind of about your health and fitness journey uh throughout kind of life i guess adult life
1: Yeah, well, I didn't work out at all until I was almost forty. I had uh, gotten divorced. I had these two little girls at the time. They're not little anymore, but at the time, they were three and five. And uh, you know, I just I remember taking them to the zoo and the park, and you know, getting winded chasing them around. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I can't chase these kids around and be huffing and puffing everywhere. So I need to get in shape. Well, my ex-wife had, um, you know, we were still friendly and. She had bought in P90X and she hated it. And she's like, "Will you buy this from me. I'm like, sure. You know, I'd seen all the infomercials. So I bought it from her and started doing P90X. And I did that for like, I don't know, uh, two cycles. So it'd be 180 days. And I lost a bunch of weight. You know, I got real skinny, but you know, it's all body weight stuff. So you didn't, I didn't really put on any muscle other than I could do a lot of push ups. Well, a buddy of mine, I was coaching soccer with um, my daughter's soccer team had just opened a CrossFit affiliate. And uh, asked me to come to the gym with them. I'm like, "What the hell's CrossFit?" And he's like, well, was like P90X but harder." And and you know, these it, P90X that like, kind of brainwashes you. So I'm like, "You okay, pal? I'll go in and kill this. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how fit I am." You know. So I go in, uh, and they absolutely dis- the first wad was like the worst workout you could ever do. It was like just it's almost like they were designing it to get rid of people. Like, that's <laughs> all I could imagine. It was three rounds for time of. 10 thrusters at 95 pounds, uh, 20 burpees and a hundred foot overhead walking lunge at 45 pounds. Oh yeah. It's just a leg killer. Like it's yeah. an absolute leg killer. Uh, and it's, you know, because you've got the thrusters and the burpees, it's also, you know, just destroys your lungs. You know, it's like getting Frank off. So, um, that took me three times as long as it would today for whatever that's worth. And, you know, but I'm stubborn. I'm one of those people. Like if something beats me, I re- Refuse to to stop until I master it, and so I'm like, I'll be back Monday, and sure as world, I was back Monday morning, and I've been doing it now for ten years because I can't master it. You know, like no one can master it, um, and so that's where I started. But I've been incredibly fortunate um, and really lucky. Like I I've told someone the other day, I'm like the Forrest Gump of CrossFit. Like literally, every coach I've ever had has gone to the CrossFit Games and competed at the highest level. So my in my first coach, the one that destroyed me, ended up um, three years after that, he went to the games as a master's athlete and finished second. And in that first year, Scott Pancheck joined our gym and started training with them. And also in that same year, Julie Foucher was training with them. And, you know, she finished second that year as well. And so you got to imagine, like, I, had, I didn't know any of these people. And so I just thought this was normal. I got Scott Panchet and Julie Fouché in there working out together. And then Travis who won at the games, I thought this was just average. So this is just what CrossFit looked like, you know? Uh, And then kind of every coach after that, you know, I've trained under Scott's brothers. We had another coach that finished second, another coach, a couple other coaches that have gone to the games. It's like, I don't know. Like I've just been really, really fortunate to be around high level athletes. And so for the longest time, you know, I just thought this the way it was supposed to be. So I felt incredibly inferior until I figured out, okay, maybe I'm the average one. And these guys just happen to be exceptional. Um, yes, yeah, so I've, been, I've been really lucky, but I've been doing it now for 10 years. Um, you know, it's taken me, honestly, up until the last two to really kind of figure it out and to start make, making real progress for myself uh, due to a lot of, you know, self-inflicted stupidity, which I think a lot of CrossFitters do. But yeah, it's been my journey. Yeah, I
0: I would say that a conversation came up for me yesterday with a guy I trained with who had never done CrossFit. And he was like, don't you like, don't your joints hurt and everything? I was like, oh, if you go crazy with it, yeah, you can absolutely get yourself hurt. I was like, "It's not designed to, but yes, because most people get very addicted and stupidity, self-inflicted pain of going too much. What is something I'm curious, being around that many high-level athletes, I'm curious what you learned training with seeing them, because not a lot of people in general in the CrossFit community are around anyone that goes to the games, especially on a daily basis, much less multiple individuals that go to there. Did you see like little things that they would do that you're like, I may not go to the CrossFit games, but... I can do, I can get better doing that. Well, like things that would stand out that you see in high achievers in that fitness sense that maybe even you applied in other areas of your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, and of course, you know, I still train with Saxon and Spencer yeah. and um, you know, I tell everyone like CrossFit games athletes just work harder than everybody else, but they don't work differently. Like they do all the same stuff that we do all of it. They do work harder and they, their volume is probably more, but they're really, really smart about what they do. they you know they know where their limits are, they don't overdo what they're capable of. and so I, what I've tried to apply from that into my own life, and and this is where I think I got smart a couple of years ago and have started to make real progress, is that they don't blow up their training week for one big workout right and what I have seen over the years is an athlete will come in, they'll come in on Monday, they'll rx the workout, destroy themselves, and then Tuesday they're worthless and then Wednesday they start to recover a little but they're still worthless they take a day off on Thursday Friday they're still at about 65-70% capacity whereas they had just come in on day one and scaled back a little and still been intense but not done more than their body would allow them to do they would have put in five to six really good quality days and been much farther along than they were after just destroying themselves on the first day and so once I figured that out I went from um I mean I mean bluntly, like I've I've been on like kind of a PR uninjured streak for two years now, literally, like besides, you know, like kind of the normal tweaks that you get yeah. when you're training. Um, I've had no significant issues for over two years now. I am the leanest, fastest, fittest I've ever been. Like here's a fun story for you. So we went into the pandemic. I have this awesome home gym. I'm really fortunate in that regard. And so I told I was talking to Scott actually on my podcast. And I said, he's like, what are your goals right now? And I'm like, well, my goals are to come back to the gym and show all these 20 somethings that you can work your ass off for 60 days and beat them. I'm like, I'm that petty. And he laughed at me. Well, yesterday was my first day back at the gym. The three fittest kids in the gym were there, right? Now I'm training right next to one of them. The other two are on the other side of the gym. The kid next to me, and they're all in their early 20s. Keep in mind, I'm 49, dude. I beat the kid next to me. By One rep, but I beat him. And then I went to the other two, I'm like, How'd you guys do? One beat me by one rep, another beat me by four. Now I'm <laughs> I'm 20 years older than these kids. Yeah. Like I got I mean, the belt I was wearing was older than one of them. Like, <laughs> you know, and and the look on their face was priceless. Cause I said to both of them, like I think I get a rep for every year I'm older than you, so I beat all you guys, <laughs> you know? And they were just depressed. And that and for me, I you know, the point to that is like I truly believe if you train smart. And you don't RX every workout. As a matter of fact, I think you should scale every workout just, you know, depending on the workout, but you should scale most workouts and put in intensity and good quality movement. And, you know, you got to focus on nutrition because that's important too, which I do. Um, You know, you can absolutely see significant gains and, and, uh, you know, continue to progress as you get older. And, you know, it's not that I, I don't believe that age isn't a number, like I am old, but And there's only so good I'll probably be able to get, but I guarantee you, like you put me up against any other 49 year old and it's game on, you know, and, and that's why, because you just, you know, training smarter. So that's what I've learned from them, you know, just really kind of in the last, you know, two to three years.
0: I love that. Well, and, and it reminds me of the earlier days of CrossFit and 2000, you know, 12, 13, 14, we used to do a ton of, Trade shows and local comps, so we we would go out and set up booths at local comps, and I would see the same people four weeks in a row, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" They're like, "Oh, I just you know I recover Monday, Tuesday, and and then I compete on Saturday, Sundays," and I'm like, "That's got to destroy your training ability to get better." Oh yeah, yeah, but you know I you know I just do this for like six weeks straight. (laughs) Like, no.
1: (laughs) The funny thing is, I actually learned this on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, it had never like. Scott told it to me once and it didn't register. He didn't word it this way, but I'm watching, I forget the guy's name, but Joe had a guy on and he was teaching about training and, and he said to Joe, he's like, look, let me just give you an example. If you were just doing pull-ups every day and you're doing 10, if 10 is your max number and 10 is my max number and I come in and I do seven and you do 10, you're taking the next day off. Well, I'm going to come in the next day and do five. I've now done more pull-ups than you. And if that continues through the week, by the end of the week, I've done more work than you over a long enough period of time, I'm going to grow, you know, I'm going to be fitter than you, and yeah, you know, I'm a banker, so everything is math for me. Yeah, and so I start doing the math. I'm like, holy crap, he's right. Like if I, I, if I could scale back, but get in more days, and I'm moving more load and moving more time, and you know, I just started doing the math of it. And I'm like, I think this will work, and so I went to Saxon and Spencer, and I said, and I literally said to them, if you let me RX a workout, I will quit your gym. You cannot allow me to do it again. And to their credit, they committed. They're like, okay, done. And so every day I come in, I'm like, how much weight should I do? And I don't really ask anymore because now I kind of know, but I would go, how much weight should I do? What should my time be? And they would give me kind of separate weights and times from what was on the whiteboard. And it it paid off tremendously, still paying off.
0: I love that. Well, it's funny that you brought up that Joe Rogan conversation One of the guys I trained with was talking about it the other day and he didn't remember who was on the show, but we were talking about that idea of just doing five pull-ups every day, 10 pull-ups every day, just coming in to build that endurance versus like burning out one day and then not touching them again for a week. Uh, so it's, it's just funny from a timing standpoint to hear you say that and and just the point of building that endurance, John, before we wrap up one thing I am interested in, and I would love for you to share that we believe is a big, important deal at this podcast is the importance of gratitude. And I know you have a year of gratitude right now and things you're posting online. What inspired that initial decision to have a year of gratitude to post about it, share about it? Um, and what's kind of been something you've learned during the process five, six months in.
1: Yeah. So that, uh, the genesis of that came, you know, really back at, around Christmas time, I was home in Mississippi with my parents. I come from a real faith-based family. Um, and I was looking for ways to continue to, uh, drop my life into the page. So, you know, I'd been posting about my dad and, you know, things that I do, but I'm like, I need to do something that is more specific and gives back. And I, I also wanted to be able to, I don't want to say like be a a part of the faith based community, but I needed to make that part of the page because that's a significant part of CrossFit. It's part, it's just part of our community. So, you know, I thought, you know, what better way to do it than to just give thanks? Like that's not even a religious or a faith thing. Like just to give thanks for something is important or to, you know, to be grateful for an opportunity or a thing or whatever it may be. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just, I'll do one every day and, and see where it goes. And um, really f- right from the very beginning, I started to get really positive feedback on it. Um, it allows me a lot of flexibility to around topic. I mean, I can certainly make it faith-based. I can certainly just make it something to be thankful for uh, the last two, you know, this week and really probably for the remainder of the month, I'm going to, or, or for June, I'm going to continue to do quotes from MLK because, you know, we've got the George Floyd yep. tragedy that's going on right now. And I think that's important to, you know, to, to talk about and, you know, who better to do it than MLK, you know, this guy was a peace loving genius. Uh-huh. And, um, and so it does give me the opportunity to touch on topics that really mean something to people that's meaningful. And, and so, yeah, that's where it started and, and why I do it. You know, the feedback has been really, really good. Um, people seem to enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm sure I've lost some followers over it, but truthfully, like I don't chase followers. Like I, my, my mindset around doing the gratitude posts is it was more important to me to do the right thing and to, you know, be morally and ethically correct than to chase some Insta fame. You know, I mean, we, I think we forget sometimes that Instagram's not real life. Like, you know, it's just not like you see everybody posting like, Oh, you know, these people have no problems at all. And. And then you talk to them on the side and their life's just a shambles, you know. And and so that's what I'm I'm trying to help fix. It's like, you know, and I what people don't see are the people that reach out to me separately that go, Thank you so much for posting about depression or anxiety or whatever. You know, you helped me through XYZ and and so that's really all I'm trying to do. Like I my thought is if I can help one or two people here and there, uh, or more than that, hopefully it you know, it's completely worth it. And you know, and, and truthfully, it helps me too. It it helps me really think about kind of the issues at hand. Like, I'm not sure I would have delved into this, you know, kind of my feelings around the this, you know, tragedy that's unfolding. Um, and, uh, you know, people are, are scared to talk about racism as an example. And I, I told someone even this morning, I'm like, you know, it shouldn't be scary to talk about something that everyone says is abhorrent. Yeah. Like, why should we be scared to talk about something that everybody knows is a terrible thing? you're scared to talk about it because you're afraid someone's going to call you a racist. I'll have that discussion with you all day long. I don't have that problem. Yeah. You know? and, and so I think it's important to, to start airing those things in the community and continue to bring us together and help us all grow. So that's I why it, I've been man. doing it.
0: I love it. Well, props to you, man, you run a fantastic brand and page. The memes are hilarious now as always to set you up where can listeners find out more about you and your work because I know you and my buddy Tommy have some funny gear available online we obviously have the meme Instagram page but where's the best place to connect with you John
1: Uh, well the meme page or the satire page make watch great again uh, is where you are gonna find the bulk of my work Uh, I'm also on YouTube under the same page I'm uh, starting to add content to that Uh, The podcast is Make Pods Great Again. Uh, I co-host that with Nikki Brazier, who's a sideline reporter for uh, the CrossFit Games. We've been doing that now for, we're in like episode 85, I think. So about a year. um, And it seems to be doing pretty well. So you can find that on all the pod, we're on all the channels. So any app you have, we're probably
0: on there. Love it. Uh, well, and yep. and I will plug for you as as anyone into CrossFit. Y'all's podcast guest list is phenomenal. The amount of people you've had on the show. So for anyone listening that is active CrossFitter, that this is definitely a show you want to subscribe to.
1: Well, I appreciate it. We've been uh, super fortunate. As you know, most of those guys have a good sense of humor, and they all follow me, so it's been real easy to get people on. <laughs> uh, haven't gotten Frazier yet. I think maybe I've picked on him one time too many, but we'll see. <laughs>
0: I love it, man. John, thank you incredibly for coming on the show this week, man. This has been just fun, insightful, uh, getting to learn more about the guy behind the memes, uh, which is always fun because it adds so much depth and and really your heart behind this uh, is what makes it even a better page because I know it's coming from the right spot of not chasing followers, not just trying to peddle some product. Uh, you literally care about adding some joy and entertainment to people's lives and mixing in honest conversations we need. So thank you so much for coming on the show this week.
1: Thanks, Jake. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Every Day podcast. To get in touch with me or the show, email us at podcast at join our free Facebook community and get connected with other ambitious leaders working to win their work, their workouts, and their life, be sure to visit us at facebook.com groups slash compete every day. Until the next episode, keep competing every single day because your life is worth it.